0: What's going on everybody? Keith Niebuhr with Auburn Undercover and 24-7 Sports and this is the Auburn Undercover podcast. I'm joined by my good friend and coworker Jason Caldwell and Jason we think we've got a good show today. We think we've got a really unique show today and obviously we we would bill it up as something great no matter what week it was but at this particular occasion we have a special guest and it's Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn who uh, we spent some time with recently and uh on the golf course, uh, which is one of your favorite places to be, one of my favorite places to be, and not coincidentally one of of Gus Malzahn's favorite places to be. So we figured we would um, we would kind of recap the round, some highs, some lows, let everybody know what Gus is like when you know when the when he's not on the clock, when he's just being Gus Malzahn, not Gus Malzahn the football coach, but Gus Malzahn the 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 father, the husband, the avid golfer that's just trying to get out of the office for an afternoon like so many so many guys do, guys and gals for that matter, just to kind of get away from it all. And then at the end we'll wrap it up with a, a interview with with Gus Malzon and he'll talk about his love of the sport and also um you know, some other things, you know, what Chad Morris brings to the program, what the identity of the 2021 Tigers would be uh if there's a season and and some other subjects. But Jason, let's start it off. We played at Moore's Mill, which is a fantastic golf course in the Auburn area. You and I actually played with Gus last summer and we both beat him. Uh we you and I shot similar scores, but on this particular occasion you were the big winner, uh, blowing us both out of the water. But what are some of your impressions of, you know, you cover Gus Malzahn on a daily basis. You're in the press conferences, uh, and now you get to see him out of that Environment. What is Gus Malzon like on the golf course? How much, where is he different than during football segments of his life?
1: I think probably start with the similarity first. I think the similarity is, is how competitive he is. We know that. We, we've heard it for, for a year after we, we beat him a year ago, how he, he was ready to play again, the competitive nature that he brings to the table. I think that's something that you look at just about all these guys. It's something that's a part of them. That's a reason why you get into coaching you get into coaching to 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 have those competitive fires still going and you know, that carries over for him on the golf course and so I think that's one of the things for him the flip side of it I think you you look and you see a a little different side of him now he's he's a guy he's not going to be a guy that that goes and plays music and does things like you see a lot of people playing on the golf course and I'm kind of glad of it. it's it's kind of old school for him plays golf but the, the one thing is is that he is absolutely as fast on the golf course as he wants to be off the football field in to keep
0: you know, Jason, you stole my line. I <laughs> um, uh, No, exactly. I mean, Auburn fast. That's Gus fast. And I've actually heard some people don't like playing with him. Uh, some people probably don't like playing with us either, by the way, Jason. But, uh, I mean, not that they don't like him. I mean, he's a very personable guy. But its yeah, he plays so fast. I mean, once he hits the ball, he's back in his cart. No practice swings. Uh, no range balls. You know, you and I are out there early. We, you know, we're, we're not out there three hours early, but we'll go out and hit a dozen or so balls and get loose. He's uh, out of the car, golf shoes on, in the cart, rolling. And and just so everybody knows, he always has that phone with him. And, and we have seen him take work calls on the golf course. You know, you've had to do it. I've had to do it. And so have a lot of the people listening. But, I, you know, what we don't want people to think is he's just out there goofing around like we do and and not paying attention to the job that's not the case at all
1: Uh, my one memory from from two years the thing that stands out to me the most is is him taking a recruiting call and sitting the phone down hitting a tee shot and picking the phone back up and and continuing to talk it is constant Uh, it's part of it and he kind of works a round of golf around um you know playing and that's why you go out there and play. You play as fast. It's not like he's out there for five and a half hours. It don't take him long to play around the golf, and uh, so he is continuously on the phone while he's out there too.
0: You know, another thing, Jason is is when you and I mainly you are in press conferences, but I'm over in the athletic complex a lot. You know, I'm I see him enough, but when you're in those press conference settings, you know he he kind of runs the show. You know, how many questions he wants to take, how long he wants to do it. And obviously he's got people close to him that work over there. Kirk Sampson uh, being one in the communications department, who's also a fantastic uh, guy who came out uh, with us uh, on the golf course as well. But, but uh, he kind of controls things, but on the golf course, Jason, it's a little different now. He's not the boss. He's he doesn't get to set the the uh the parameters. He kind of there's a lot of more give and take than you would see in a press conference. You and I both kind of busted his chops a few times. Uh a funny story I'll tell when we played last year. Remember, Jason, I couldn't find a club. Couldn't find one of my clubs, and and was trying to figure out which hole I left it on. And I said, Well, you know, before I drive back two, three, four holes. Let's just look in all of our bags. And sure enough, it was in Gus's bag. And I'm still kidding him about that to this day that he tried to steal one of my clubs. And so there is a lot more of that. It it really, from a reporter's perspective, and look – this isn't me and you going out to the golf course just to suck up to a guy for three hours. No, we're on the golf course. You're competitive. I'm competitive. He's very competitive. He talks a lot of junk and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, this is about just, just guys that are competitive that like to go out and play golf. And there's so much more give and take than people would think. Uh, Gus will give you the short putts, but if it's over a couple of feet, he's not giving you anything. He's ultra competitive. Um, hates paying up obviously, but you know, but also is lighthearted enough and self-deprecating enough where he can kind of take shots at himself. And, uh, and it's a, it's a unique side to see, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on that, Jason?
1: Yeah. I think the one thing he enjoys is that it is a chance for him to get away from being that guy where everybody looks to him. You know, he just got that rides in his golf cart and plays and does those things. You're, you're outside. You're able to enjoy that part of things for a little while. And so you you're right. He's, he doesn't have to be where everybody looks to him um, to be that leader, to do those things on the golf course. You're right. And, yeah, he, you know, he is a very serious guy, but he doesn't take himself as seriously on the golf course as as he probably could. And he, and he probably does at times, but he doesn't, you know, he hasn't with us a couple of times. And I think I think he also appreciates it, you know, because we, we are out there to get something out of it. We've we got some videos. I'll be That's, right. That's right. That's right but it 's we we try to limit that to when we get done you know we 're not talking football or recruiting all the way through the round. I think he and I think that he appreciates that that the fact that you know, we 're out there just because hey it's it 's a fun time and and to go compete and do some things and to uh to leave those things for when it 's proper time to talk about yeah it.
0: and you know and i 've always stated to you know and you and i've talked about this at length, you know I go on our message boards at auburn undercover and twenty four seven sports and I always talk about how I wish. A golf, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, one of those. Uh, oh gosh, Jason, help me out here. Golf, you're you're learning a, a golf simulator. Yes. Uh, boy, my uh, tongue is tied today. But I always said, you know, hey, I, it'd be nice if in their football only facility they had a golf simulator. Not for me, not for you, but for the coaches to unwind. They all play golf, but a couple, except for a couple of them, and maybe the couple of guys that don't play would like to learn. But also for the players, uh, because it's a sport you can play again and again and again in the rest of your lives and you and I told the story yesterday to Gus and uh, another person that was out there that you know it's just you know we get to know all these guys that play at Auburn and a lot of them go on to the NFL and when we communicate with them they're playing video games they're inside they're they're not out there meeting people and doing things and you know this is really a sport where you can do that and it's really a sport where um, you can kind of uh, you know put aside, look, they don't always agree at Auburn with everything you or I write or cover or our perceptions of things that we don't always agree with theirs either. But on the golf course, it's just that give and take is not personal. It's fun. Um, and it's a lot more enjoyable. And you know, we have had a lot of, of good stories out there. And in fact, Jason, I played St. Andrews last year. and And this is kind of what got the ball rolling for me. Uh, you know, I went out and played a pretty good round that day and I tweeted out my, my scorecard and I was all excited about it, playing the oldest golf course in the world. And sure enough, I get in a little alert that says Gus Malzon has liked your tweet. And it, it really kind of said to me that this is a guy that's really into golf. And, and uh, when the people that stick around and get to the end of this podcast are going to hear this conversation of his love of the sport, why he loves it, playing with Jason Duffner, you know, how much he played as a kid. But again, on the course, we're all sort of equals. And, uh, Nobody cares how much money you make out there. Nobody cares how much money you don't make. It's all, it's all competitive. Every shot's competitive. Jason, I had a really big number on a hole and I, and I beat him. I beat him. No question about that. But on one hole, I had a big number, probably the biggest number I've had since I was a, I gosh, I don't know, maybe a teenager. And he would not let me hear the end of it for a few minutes. I mean, it was even during the hole, even during the hole, he's like, well, that's five. That's six. And so he is he is like that. But also I have to say, he, you know, he's really hard on himself too. He, he gets frustrated. He's played the game since he was a kid. And, uh, you know, in, in fact, Jason, we both during these rounds, we get a little bit of time alone. Like if I'm in the woods – you and him are off to the side chatting and vice versa. And at one point I said to him, I go, you know, one of the great ironies of it is, is when you're a high school coach, Gus, you you probably never thought you'd have the money to play any golf course in the world. Now you've got the money to play any golf course basically in the world, pretty much, but you don't have the time. And it's, it's kind of a cruel thing for somebody that loves golf as much as Gus to know that you really, really, really can finally afford to go about anywhere, but not have the time. Uh, and you know, they're big into perception too. Uh, Jason, as you know, they don't want people to think they're out there playing all the time. I mean, fans yeah. are, fans can be ruthless. Uh, you know, just politicians don't want people to think they're playing golf all the time. Same thing. But, uh, but he loves the sport. You know, he's going to talk about what it was like playing Augusta National. He's played there multiple times. He realizes, you know, he was not a, a wealthy kid growing up in Arkansas. He realizes how fortunate he is, that this career of his has afforded him so many opportunities to play some amazing places. But, Jason, one of the places he hasn't played that he that you and I think he should absolutely play is Pebble Beach, which I just played. But, you know, he could probably play in the Pro-Am. Jason Duffner, Patton Kazire, one of those guys absolutely, you would think, right, would invite him, but he told us he didn't have the time.
1: Yeah, you know, normally that's in – february march area which would be spring practice kind of recruiting time and so that makes it would make it tough for him to play right now but you're right you know Patton desire they played together um when the pga tour event was out here at grand national uh, you know the lakeside when they played um that that tournament he played in the pro-am with Patton, um you know during that tournament so he got a chance to, to play alongside him for a while and yeah i think that would be a a, a doable thing but yeah, you, you know, he's right. It, it kind of depends on when it falls on the calendar. And, and unfortunately for him, it's it's been in the spring most of the time.
0: You know, Jason, let's talk about his swing now. We hope everybody's enjoying this because we're not this isn't just going to be one of these things. There's, uh, we're gonna not going to talk too much about the team or recruiting. or This is just a different kind of episode uh, where we had some personal time with the guy uh the guy being Gus Malzon who, you know, people watch his every move. And I thought you made a great point earlier. He can just be himself out on the golf course. There aren't a lot of eyes on him. There's double takes. You know, we saw people on the balconies of their houses and the porches looking and looking back and uh but uh but he really gets to enjoy himself out there. But about his swing, he's got a unique swing and Jason you've got more of a traditional swing. Uh you're, you do, uh, you you lag with your arms a little bit. Your, 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 your hips go first. That's why you're able to get through the ball so well. Uh, Gus and I both come across, uh, have a little bit more flat swings. Describe Gus's swing because it is, it's unique, his stance and his swing.
1: Yeah. When I, when I think about it, I think about, uh, you know, kind of almost, um, a, a hockey kind of, swing at times where there's like a like a slap little. shot is that what you're yeah kind of a little bit I mean, you know it's kind of a little bit like that i you know think about who was it uh alan dole that was a former uh hockey player that you know basically in lagrange georgia kind of opened uh you know a driving range played golf did all those things and, and end up being a really good senior tour golfer and actually had a cart barn restaurants and things over there kind of reminds me a little bit of that because it's really powerful uh, you know, he stepped over to the first tee on, on you know, when we played the other day and um hadn't really taken a practice swing done anything, hit it about two seventy down the left side and it was past any of us. And so um there's power there and uh but yeah, I think it, it kinda kinda just for him, I think it's probably what he grew up playing, how he's comfortable playing and um and so yeah, I kind of would, would lean more towards that. Alan Doyle type of swing that that he had.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna put in a clip either in the comments section or somewhere. You'll be able to see a clip of his swing. Uh, good knee bend. He gets he stays down, and and you know I'm big into that. I go back to those days when Tom Weisskopf was uh, kind, you know in the booth at the Masters and would tell uh, you know that I remember at the '86 Masters. They said you know what does Jack Nicklaus need to do on this 16th tee? And I'll never forget Tom Wisniewski saying. Uh, who knew Jack better than anybody, and quite frankly, knew his swing probably better than anybody except for Jack and Jack's old teaching pro from when he was a child, that just stay down and accelerate through the ball. And Gus stays down, and he definitely accelerates through the ball. But he comes at it from a unique, shallow angle. So uh, on the drives, Jason, that allows him to hit the ball on the upswing, which is exactly what they want these days, right? That's exactly how they're teaching people how to hit drives, to minimize spin on the ball uh, and to, if you have less spin on the ball, it's going to just float through the air. So when he's able to connect, he's really able to connect. Now the flip side of that same swing is when you have an iron and you need to kind of dig into the ground, uh, and get some, uh, the centrifugal or centrifugal, however you want to pronounce it forced. That's really where he, we saw him struggle. I would say, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, it's probably a little tough because it's a little shallower swing. And so, Hey, we had some rough, we had some things going on. So yeah, it was a it's probably, probably a little more difficult there because it is a, a little bit of a, a shallow swing. But overall, you know, he makes usually pretty good contact. Uh, um, you know, at times, I think, you know, like most people that don't play a lot, uh, at times it can be tough if you're not practicing and, and, and out there playing a the good bit. That's to right. Have the uh, timing that you need.
0: You know, it's also hard to not get down on yourself. And that happened to all three of us during our round. And, and we saw that with Gus on some of the holes where he had bigger numbers. Uh, you know, it, it's a humanizing sport. And Jason, we get to see him at the, uh, at the most humanizing levels of it, uh, which is after a bad stretch of holes or a bad hole or a bad shot. And, uh, you know, a lot of these college football coaches can seem to be larger than life uh, when you see them on TV so much. And, and I, I think the best part, the, and, and if we could illustrate this to people, it's really the human element of it. And when, when you're with Gus Malzahn on the golf course, he's just another guy. And uh, I think that's really what I'd like to leave everybody with. Jason, you?
1: Yeah, no, you, you do not know, nor would you ever know, that you're playing with a guy that makes you know that much money. These guys make a lot of money. It's just not who he is. Um, it's not – how his house is. He's not a guy that lives in this this big mansion, brandy. That's just not who he is. And so I think you see that he's a guy that at his heart, and he says it all the time, at his heart, he's still a high school football coach and that carries over to playing golf. Whatever he's doing, uh he's just that same guy.
0: Well hopefully for his sake. I mean I think uh if if God or whatever you believe in is fortunate enough to grace you with that kind of salary and what's probably gonna be a heck of a retirement someday. Uh uh, hopefully he'll have a chance to get out there and see the world and play as many golf courses as he can because he absolutely, I, yeah. I, and he'll talk about this, he absolutely has a passion for the sport and an appreciation of the sport, an appreciation of the history of the sport. And uh Jason, I just think it was fun for three golf fanatics to get out there and, and whack it around. And I should point out, Jason, with a, a solid 81 at Moore's Mill, which, by the way, incredibly tight course, as I found out, with a few OBs uh is a really good score jason you also shot that i want to say last year when we played there i did win that one but you kicked our butts pretty good this time but uh overall it was a fun day and uh we're ready to get on to our interview now with gus malzahn again who's going to talk about uh, what it was like uh to be grow up playing golf in his part of the country who introduced him to the sport uh and then also what he did during uh, the, the time when he wasn't able to go into the office what he thinks of chad morris's addition to the program how he's he how has Gus handled relinquishing uh, the power of the running the offense? Boy, I'm some tongue twisters today for me, Jason. And then also, the, again, what he thinks the identity of this 2021 team might be, Jason. Great stuff as always. Great playing. Your swing looked fantastic. I'm still pissed off, but we had a great time. We appreciate uh, Gus taking the time to get out there and whacking around with us. And now on to our interview with Auburn football coach Gus Malzahn. Uh, You've been playing golf since you were a kid. When did you start? Who introduced you to the game?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, You know, my stepdad, I think, when I was really small, maybe second grade, took me out a couple times. Um, You know, my real dad lived in in Texas, and so I'd spend the summers with him. He'd drop me off the golf course, and I'd walk 36 by myself while he was uh, – you know, going to work. So that's really the way that that I learned, and just um, really enjoyed playing the game.
0: Are you a golf addict, or just a guy that just uh, loves golf?
2: I'm a golf fan. You know, when I when I coach high school, I, I played a whole lot of golf. You know, in the summers and this college, <laughs> it really hurts. At least hurts my golf game. But you know, I'm a golf fan. I uh, love watching golf. Um, you know, and it's it's just it's a great sport. You become friends with some of the former Auburn players that are on the tour. I've seen you around, mm-hmm. Jason Duffner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The first time you played with him. I mean, you've coached in all these big games, yeah. called all these big plays. How nervous were you?
2: Yeah. I mean, Jason, he's one of the best golfers in the world. So, yeah, the first time we you know, hit some balls, I was probably a little bit nervous. But after a while, you kind of get used to it. He makes things real comfortable, you know. He, so it's it's not that bad. He
0: giving you any tips?
2: No. No, he didn't. We don't give each other any tips, really. <laughs> With either one, I think there's just a the respect there. It's an outlet for you, obviously. But – it's also a
0: frustrating sport do you yeah. ever find yourself going to the course to get away from things but then at the end of the round wishing maybe you hadn't yeah. gotten away from you
2: things? know i think there's i'm a lot better than i used to be uh, as i get older um you know i try to just relax when i'm out here and enjoy company
0: dream foursome i'm putting you on the spot here but if you could play with yeah. three other people who i mean wow. anybody in history
2: yeah wow i mean is, uh, is tiger in there oh, yeah, nicholas t- or no, there you tiger's go. the first one uh duffner is, is tiger it's Duffner. Uh, you know, it's probably Jack Nicholas. I mean, that's, you know, if I could play with those three, man, that would be really cool.
0: You've played Augusta. A lot of us will probably never be fortunate enough yeah. to play that. You probably have to pinch yourself. You probably never yeah. thought you... You would uh, be able to play there. Obviously, Coach Broyles used to do the right. uh, used to do the broadcast yeah. there, right? Wasn't uh, what what uh, what advice would you give to somebody? Suppose Jason and I get to go play there. Yeah. That's a I doubt very doubtful, but what advice would you I, give?
2: I say, you what you get a chance to go there, just enjoy the experience. I mean, that's the the thing. You know, you you've been watching. You know, I've been watching uh, the Masters all my life, and being able to, to play and you see the holes and it kind of comes to life. And I think just anybody that gets a chance to play that, just try to enjoy it. Uh, if you could play one course, you've already played Augusta. That was that your number one.
0: What would yeah, your okay. new? What's your number one of the ones know, you have not played? I, mean, I want to I mean,
2: go. I want to go play St. Andrews. I mean, that's That, yeah. that would be the next uh, in line if I ever get a chance to do that. That'd be really cool. All
0: right, just a few more things here. We'll let you go. Uh, you, you've had this kind of a weird period of time here. Uh, your wife ready to? to,
2: to to kill you or what well, oh, it yeah. yeah she's having the, she's ready for things to get back normal me go to work i, I do know that i
0: mean how, how you know it's been strange for everybody obviously what's been the most strange part the most unique part biggest challenge for you uh,
2: probably the time you know for, i've cooked for 30 years and everything's been really fast and you just move on to the next thing and um just having uh time that you're not normally having and what to do with it and you know, how to how to stay in a routine best you can. So that's the biggest challenge.
0: You've kind of talked about kind of handing over the offense. Yeah. You're a guy that's always had your hands in the offense. Mm-hmm. How much of a challenge do you think that's going to be? Has it been any challenge so far? You you feel no, pretty good about it?
2: No, I feel great about it. Uh, you know, Chad is... One of the few people, probably in the world, that I trust to run the offense. I uh, feel like he's one of the best to, to be able to do it. And uh, so I'm very excited to, to have him. Uh, last couple of things people that
0: don't know Chad, you, you obviously know him on a mm-hmm. personal level. Mm-hmm. He's had great success recruiting, and you can't go into the details there. But what makes him such an effective recruiter? Uh, the person he is. Uh, you know,
2: he's genuine, uh, he's honest, he's got integrity. Um, and, you know, his resume is from all the way to high school. To, to college is, has been phenomenal with yeah.
0: uh, you, you like the staff you have right now you like these guys is everybody is there cohesion you got to
2: have that obviously well, You know, I think you know if you look at our staff we, we've got a lot of continuity a lot of guys back and stability uh, our coordinators you know uh, still it's his fifth year uh, Porter I believe is third or fourth year and then you got Chad, that I'm very familiar with already. So you know we've we've got some very strong leadership, and and we got some very good coaches. So uh, it's a good group. Like you haven't had last question. You haven't had spring practice. It's it's so different. But
0: mm-hmm. the identity of a team, you don't know what it's going to be yet. What do you think the identity of this team is going to be? What's your best guess with this group? Oh
2: gosh, you know, I mean, I, I hope it's uh, uh, you know strong leaders. I mean, really strong leaders to lead us. Um, you know, but we've we got a hungry team. I'll, I'll tell you that. So. Uh, a lot of question marks but uh, i think they're good they're good question marks okay all right thank you old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring
0: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end
1: soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.